Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our popular segment where we speak to sporting founders and individuals from all over the world. And today I have a very special guest, Mr. Jerry from brooklynsportsworld.com. Jerry, welcome to, to the show. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. How's things? Can't complain. Uh, awesome. So, Jerry, b- before we get into what you're currently doing, Take us back in time and tell us where it all started for you, buddy. Um, I'm born and raised in, in Brooklyn, New York, New York City. I've been a sports fan since the age of five, and I can't think of it life without sports and how it's grown and how it influenced me as I uh, grew up and uh, merged into adulthood. Sorry, sorry, Jerry, you sort of cut out there that, those last couple of words. Oh, I, I said how I, how I grew up following sports and it, and I continued into my adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you get into the world of sports media? Uh, I was always, you know, I wrote, I wrote for fun and then I, they always say, write about what you love, what you know. And that's what sports that was no brainer and, and as the internet guru so did I that had a big part in it because now I was no longer held to just do local stuff in newspapers like reach the whole world like you do yeah absolutely I mean we've seen the uh, transition of, of, of the internet before that came along did you find was it difficult to, to get a story inside these local papers did you struggle uh, at one point? What was it like? Yes, I, yes, because you know newspapers have only a certain amount of space. Um, so yeah. Sorry, Jerry. Jerry, that that mic's making a lot of noise. Is is there a way we can control that? Sorry. Say it again. The microphone is making a lot of noise. If we can somehow control that, sorry. Okay. I was probably speaking too close to it. Yeah. How is it? That's better. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so as you know, print magazines and newspapers, every time they allow a lot of space for it, it, it costs money. You, there's only so much space that can go around. And unless they get the advertising, they're not going to have as many articles. So you, I was limited, so to speak. But when the internet came out, that, you know, work out wasn't as strict. Um, so I was able to do a little bit more. It's still today, however, they're still figuring out, you know, how to make how to make money from all this content that's out there. There's so much competition, so it's an ongoing battle, and yeah, you always got to be, you always have to be, you know, uh, producing something and hopefully stick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone can now create content 
takes a website or a Facebook post or a LinkedIn post or or, or just a social media post in general or a, a channel on social and you can just start writing content and you you found your voice. So how does somebody like yourself um, compete with, with all this noise? Uh, you gotta be, you have to be consistent. There's not much, you know, resting on your laurels. You have to put out something pretty much daily and even that you have to put maybe a few articles a day or some, some video or anything every day or every other day because if you fall behind, you can get lost in the shuffle very easily. People forget. You know, they want, they want the news yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so you think it's it's more of a volume game? Push out good quality content regularly. That way, you, you try and engage audiences because they're so. Because you know now, just scrolling through your Facebook feed or your Instagram or whatever social media channel you're on, you'll be bombarded with some sort of piece of content every one or every first or second post. So. The battle for attention has never been greater and harder. Yes, correct. I mean, but the key word is, is good. Key words are good content. You don't want to be a content mill pushing out stuff and not really concentrate on what's good and what's relevant as well as what's true. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I hate to use the word fake news, but, yeah. you know. With with the internet, you can anyone can start something, and that can be great, and it can grow. But you have to find writers and bloggers that are that are dedicated to sourcing their material. Um, how about access? Um, has there been greater access than than ever? Or is it still hard to get access to events and whatnot? Um, I've been writing for 19 years now, so I've been fortunate enough to be on press lists, lists that send me a lot of press releases, and that really makes the job easier because they, you know, they contact you. If you like something, you reach out, and then you, you can write something about it. Um, attending events is also, you know, with, with social media, you can always see what, which events interest you, what you can make, and that helps a lot with like covering college in my area and uh, so access you know the, the higher the event the, of course the harder it is to get into it but that's when longevity and credibility come into play and you do your best to keep those relationships so you can keep going to these events absolutely so how, how does it like a young journalist come through the ranks and try and really break through and get access to, to to all these events and press releases and whatnot. What's what's your what's your number one advice to them? Uh, don't be afraid to start small. You know, a local newspaper, a, lo- a hyper local website. Even if you have to, you start your own blog and you build off of that. And if you're a good writer, people will notice. You know, if you're you're not. If you're not reliable and you're not sourcing your material and you're not doing your due diligence, you won't last long. Well, there you go. Um, talk to me about uh, Brooklyn Sports World and what you guys currently have there. Um, 
whatever, brooklynsportsworld.com. Yeah, so tell us a bit about what, what, what you guys are doing, you know, so um, on and so on. I, I, you know, I started out doing, you know, exclusively Brooklyn stuff, but yeah, there's only so much you can cover, so New York City is a big media market, so, you know, I do stuff in the general New York City um, area, but I always like to bring it back to local where I am, because that's, you know, that's my area expertise, but, you know, as long as it has a tie-in with Brooklyn, it's great. I also do stuff in New Jersey, um, really not that far away, and I try to get as much, get it, I like, I like doing human interest stories, um, just telling stories about real athletes, you know, cause they're just, they're human just like us, and they have, they have, all, they do all the right, regular things just like us, but there's, everyone has a story, but finding out how a person rose through the ranks as an athlete is always interesting to me, and I find it interesting to other people who are willing to learn how they uh, surmount the adversity to get to where they are. Everyone, everyone, uh, it's not always as easy as you, as you see, so a lot of these guys and, and women give up a lot of, you know, a lot of time, they sacrifice a lot to to be great and earn those millions they do. And then there's a lesser athlete that just do it for the love of the sport. I mean, not lesser, but lesser known athletes that do it for the love of the sport, whether they're making $5 million or $500 a week. Well, absolutely. Um, are these athletes receptive to uh, talking to you guys? Is it easy to get access to, to them, or are they a bit, a bit resistant, basically? Well, uh, you, you can imagine that a high-profile athlete has many channels to get through just to speak to, the, uh, to him or her. I mean, that's just, they don't want to damage their reputation by, by saying something and get it misconstrued. Uh, so that, that's a challenge to get, get to them. But if you tend, if you're lucky enough to attend a big event and, you know, and get to meet them and interview them, that's great. But you can understand that, you know, there's a lot riding and one wrong thing and there, there goes an athlete's career straight down the tubes. Um, but, but I like to do a range of stuff because, you know, it just, there's a level of, of realness to that, where they're not, where they're not holding back. A lot of times, these athletes just give these these rehearsed answers just because they don't want to like say the wrong thing. Yeah, oh, I definitely uh, don't don't blame them with all the with all the um, access that is out there nowadays. People can easily snap up anything, take it out of context, and really make it weird. So um, also when also when you when you um, interview uh, a global, a globally known athlete, they may come from an outside of the U.S. They might not understand something. It means one thing in their country, but another thing in here. So you know, you want to be mindful of that. What's the biggest? Um, what's the biggest change you've seen in the industry since the um, the introduction of, of social media channels and the, and the internet? I've seen a lot of a lot of the athletes that used to blame the media for for 
like, you know, taking words out of their mouth. Now the athletes go on social media and sometimes they say things they shouldn't and sometimes they put it better than anyone else can put. Uh, I see that it, it does give the athletes a voice, but they shouldn't just say anything off the, off the uh, top of their head or at least write it on social media. Because sometimes they say things and, and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And then it causes more more damage than good, basically. And then they yeah. they, they they end up in a, a ton of tr- a ton of trouble, really. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to me about the actual tech tech technological changes of media itself and the impact that the internet has had has had on it. Well, the time of the news, how quickly news can be delivered. I mean, sometimes you have to wait to, you know, you you go to an event and you would have to wait to the next morning to hear about it. Unless it was like, you know, set on the radio and now they have a lot of 24-hour sports network, you know, on the radio. Um, You also get that also on TV, but right now, you can get it quicker than anyone. You know, something happens five minutes later. It's there on social media. Wow. There you go. So now that, so your traditional outlets may have to compete with that, right? Excuse me? So then your your traditional outlets now have to compete with that. So not only becomes the uh, quality of the content, also the speed. Yeah. Also, that you may not get the full story the first time around because they, everyone's competing to get it out there faster. You, know, you could break a story on social media, but how much can you go in into a story with 140 in 140 characters? Very true. It's it's 280 now though, so that's on Twitter. Um, also, uh, how do you how do you navigate around that? Um, well, to get around that, you work, you work, you may want to post something, uh, sometimes you post it on social media and then you said more information to come, um, because you want to cover, you know, you want to sound like you're a a true professional and, um, you just try to produce content as fast as you can. Sometimes you have to sacrifice, I rather sacrifice, um, the speed of delivering a story you know, for a better story. Fair enough. Makes sense. Makes sense. Absolutely. Um, okay. Awesome. What's the what does the what does the the future look like for someone like yourself and Brooklyn Sports World? I mean, what are you guys looking to do moving forward in terms of advancing changes, staying the same, so on, so on. Well, I would love to grow my audience more. Of course, I mean that's. That's the first way you can make some money. And if you're not making money, it's hard to stay around uh, and justify all the time you spent because I spend a lot of time writing. Uh, you know, I also freelance, you know, to supplement my income. But growing my audience is a big part of that. I don't want to like not give the give the information readers want that have been that keep coming back to, to for me for information. I mean, yeah. there's always there's always 
business is always looking for new business, but that means you, can't, you that means you shouldn't ignore yeah you know, the people that have been um, faithful to you. Wow, interesting. Okay, awesome, Jerry. Um, you've definitely given us some uh, insight on on the way things are currently working in in the world of media, how things have changed, you know, and what 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 your perspective is on on, on things, which is awesome. Before we uh, wrap it up, I'm going to give you the opportunity to give you business a, a bit of a plug. Where can we find you guys online? Uh, you can find me on, at brooklynsportsworld.com. That's my direct link. You can find me on social media at J-E-R-R-Y, Jerry, D-E-L-P-R-I-O-R-E, Jerry Del Fiore. And that's what I use for all my social media channels. I don't use anything fancy or cute. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You, you are, you are your work. Your work is, and your work is you, but it's not under some silly, you know, silly handle to get, you know, to get you noticed or make people chuckle. Um, Absolutely. I figure if you stay around long enough, you'll learn the person's name. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, awesome. All right, Jerry, thank you very much. Uh, I, I really appreciate your time. And once again, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?